The 34th Meditation of the Benefit of Creation Wherefore nature itself inviteth me to love thee, for if nature teach that the Father ought to be beloved, how much more oughtest thou, my Lord, who hast made me of nothing? Every work could love the workman that made it, if it had a will to be able to love. And why then should I not love thee as much as I am able, seeing my whole power and ability I have received of thee? Greatly ought I, therefore, to love thee by whom I live, feel, love, and have my being. I consider then, my Lord, what manner of thing thou hast made me, touching the body, a noble creature, and in soul to thine own image and likeness, partaker of reason and capable of bliss. Both the monk Thomas Merton and the poet R.S. Thomas, like the author of these meditations, thought the sea could teach us how to pray and how to live. Nature, creation, at once both invites and teaches. We are integral parts of God's creation, at one with the cosmos and the also evolving earth. We can be in wonder at the wideness of creation and be amazed both that it is and how it is. And we may be in wonderment that we are able to be aware, to be conscious of ourselves and the cosmos and can really understand it genuinely and in large measure. Consciousness gives rise to radical amazement. Perhaps wonder is one of the many beginnings of love, indeed part of what it is to love and to be loved. Have you ever been amazed 
and half unbelieving that someone loves you? There's a delightful remark in Dermot McCulloch's A History of Christianity. One great encouragement to sin is an absence of wonder. The presence of wonder is a strong invitation to love and a creative help in loving. Wonder is indeed one of the many benefits of creation, a prime tutor and gracious host. <laughs> 